talking about working with late freight influencers. Let's talk about, you know, sort of the power of content marketing. We, we mentioned that a lot on this show. I'm sort of a product of the power of, of content marketing. I, I started my blogging career back in 2007, evolved into video and radio and, you know, different kind of opportunities, including being on Freightwaves and having my own show. So I know the power of video, but I also know that most folks just aren't comfortable with it. They would rather not be in front of the camera and they would rather focus on what they do best. So we're going to talk about how you can really take advantage of working with video and different styles of content without actually having to be on screen. And that is really focused on working with the rising number of freight fluencers that we find within our space, especially over the last two years. And I, I want to read this stat off to you from Stacked Marketer, which is a great email newsletter. If you're into any kind of marketing news, uh, their email is, is one of the best. And I read it every single day. Tons of valuable insight. But they had a stat in one of their emails the other day that said, user-generated content accounts for 39% of the weekly media hours consumed by Americans. That is a lot. And the reason that we consume so much of that content is because user-generated content or UGC is really trusted much more than a highly produced commercial or a highly produced advertisement, especially on platforms like TikTok, where you have folks that are creating content on that platform about things that they genuinely like. And then advertisers or brands can go onto that platform and then see how well that this content has been working online. And they can actually repurpose that content and pay the creator and work with the creator. And because they already know that that content has performed well organically, they already know that it's been resonating, they can check out the comments that are on posts like that. So they can use that in their future marketing. So there's a 39% of Americans are, are spending or it's 39% of the weekly media hours that is being consumed by Americans is UGC content. So when you think of UGC content, you're thinking of user-generated content that you didn't actually go out and pay an agency to create, or you didn't create that in-house. You're utilizing a third party for that content. So if you hate being on camera, but also want to dive into content marketing, the first big thing you need to do is determine your end goals. Because if you determine your end goals of what you want that content to achieve, then it's much easier to reverse engineer and, and find the ways on how to get to that point A or get to that point B from point A. So determine your digital goals first. And, and a few things that come to mind is, are you focused on recruiting? Is it drivers? Is it employees? Are you trying to attract customers? customers, partnerships? Are you trying to build awareness? You know, Maybe it's a combination of a few of these or, or one or two of them. But starting with the end goal is probably the most important aspect of working or trying to attempt to start you know, creating content online using UGC. So now that we kind of have you know, a goal in mind of what we want to achieve, the first step really is figuring out the who. Who's the content and the type of creator that you want to target? And there are several different buckets that I kind of like to throw these into, especially when it comes to freight. Because drivers, I have harped on this in a few different episodes that with drivers in particular, they have the most powerful social media in all of freight. They have hundreds of thousands of followers across several different social media platforms, whether it's YouTube or TikTok, um, sometimes Twitter, Instagram in particular, um, and, and Facebook as well. I guess you still have to consider Facebook um, when you're talking about user-generated content. But 
primarily they have these content that they have already created out on the internet, hundreds of thousands of followers. So if you're trying to work or if you're trying to secure drivers or, you know, training school or, um, you know, driver interviews, things like that, that's who the first group that you probably want to target as far as a, fr- a freight fluencer is concerned. Now, next on the list is a, sort of a rising case and it's media personalities. Over the last couple of years, I mean, Freightways has been around for three or four years now. And they were really the, sort of the first like central place that really incorporated a, a media a news entity. I really attribute and kind of, uh, not attribute, but I would I compare a lot to the rise of sports media, to the rise of freight waves media and, and how similar both of those rises have been, you know, having worked in sports and then also you know, obviously working for freight waves. There's really been a rise over the last couple of years, especially since COVID, of different media personalities, not only that work for freight waves, but also independent media folks as well. So there are, are, are I see it as being one of the fastest and little used segments as far as, you know, working with a freight fluencer is involved because it, whether you're trying to target, you know, different um, stories to tell and different, you know, ways to tell those stories, using media personalities is a sure win because they have the experience and they have the exact talent on camera talent that you are looking for. Now, I'll also throw in consultants here too, because consultants have been around for so long. But the trick is defining the consultant that you can work with on a referral basis and one that you actually trust. And also, I would throw in any consultants, you know, sort of get a a leg up. If they're already creating content online, a lot of the the consultants that I know of personally, they create more written content. Um, It's more of a blog-based style. and, And that's where they... Rec- make their recommendations on who you know you should do business with or who's a good partner potentially in the future. I would just suggest you know to to look out for the ones that are already f- creating content online first, and that's usually going to be you know in your driver area, your your, your media personalities, and then in a, a certain companies you will find you know one or two personalities that are very comfortable on being on camera and so that that's a few different ways of who to look at as far as you know the the I guess the industry segments that we are working with within freight itself and then the next step you want to take is you want to vet the profiles of the the people that you're targeting you want to weed out the crazy ones you want to focus on a who is making content around your business goal and then b this is just a general rule that I sort of follow just in business in general is to only do business with people you would actually want to have dinner with. And so that's kind of how I would suggest approaching the vetting process. Is you want to make sure that you know sort of the engagement is real on their accounts. Look for, you know, certain things that you want to look at is look at their following to follower ratio count. You don't necessarily want to work with somebody that, you know, for example, on Twitter that maybe is following a hundred thousand accounts. That right there is sort of a little bit of a red flag that, hey, you know, there, there, it's the follow for follow method. So those, you know, that genuine engagement probably isn't there for a platform like that. But if they have a pretty good, you know, balance between what their audience is, is taking part in the conversations that they're looking at, then that's a good way to kind of tell if their engagement is real or not. But also don't compare this industry, the freight industry, as far as levels of engagement to somebody like a Kim Kardashian. This is completely separate. Uh, if you were getting more than I would say five likes on an Instagram post, you were doing significantly better than 90% of all freight 
companies out there. So I would look for genuine engagement. Are people asking questions on their post? Do they seem genuinely engaged? Um, are they liking the post? Are they sharing the post? These are all things that you can see publicly first before you reach out to work with any of these free influencers. Now, the next one, so you figured out the who, you figured out the why, now you want to figure out the how. So you want to connect with that person. Once you, you have a target on your list, or maybe you have several targets, you want to connect with that person and communicate that goal that you want to see. Or what you can do, because if you're going to communicate the goal that you want to see with that content, then chances are they're going to be creating new content for you. But there's another way that you can do it as well, especially from the lens of using content that they've already created. We kind of hinted at that earlier in the show with you know using UGC content from TikTok. That, that's a great example of existing content that you can take a look at and you can scroll someone's feed. And if it aligns, if that content piece aligns with your business goal and it's already performed well from an organic perspective, then that is just a, a perfect blueprint of how you can reach out to that, that person and then you can use that content and then take that content and then use it on your own platforms. And you can either establish a content syndication deal with that person. Um, that way, they're not spending extra time creating new content, but you could still take advantage of content that has already been created. It's already been vetted as far as the audience is concerned. And then you can take that and you can pay them you know, a license fee to use their content either one time or in perpetuity. And you can use it across all of your different social media channels channels, you can use it on your website, you can uh, you can even put some advertising behind it. Because if you know it performed well organically, then that's a, a surefire way to say, okay, this might perform really well as an advertisement versus, you know, just kind of throwing something up there and guessing that it might work. So then after you figured out those details, then you can start hammering out the contract details. There's plenty of templates online, you can, you know, sort of use this to build up your, 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 your Great fluencer contract, and then utilize a, a, an actual real lawyer to look over that contract to make sure it's just you know extra ironclad. Now, there's a few different payment options um, of how you can approach this, and that's pay for content one time, ongoing, or on a rev share, which is kind of like a performance based approach. Um, you can sponsor their content; they're already creating great content, so you can just choose to sponsor them instead of having them create new content or trying to pick and choose what existing content might be a, a good fit. So you can just pay and just do it in different packages. Um, so you can include, say, hey, I want to sponsor your podcast or sponsor your, your video series or sponsor your lives. I want to do it for, for four different episodes. And I want you to tag me in all of your social media posts. That's an example of a content package that you could build into your different uh, offerings and how you want to approach your different Freightfluencer uh, deals. And then after you kind of do that, you kind of have, you know, from that lens, you have the contract in place, you hammer out the details, and then you work with that influencer to, to take it to the next level. Are they going to have certain dates that they need to abide by? Um, payment terms. A lot of freight influencers, a lot of influencers in general are one person businesses. And so your, your 60 to 90 day payment terms just aren't ideal for one person businesses. So if you can prepay, that's even better. You'll likely develop a much longer working relationship with that person. If you are allowing them to you know, have that creative freedom, they know their audience better than you know their audience. And so they can have that creative freedom to create new content around what your brand or service offers. They can invite you on to be on their show and then tell the story that way. Um, they can create social media friendly clips for you. And they can send you all of these files. And then that 
way you can use them at your discretion. So there's a lot of different ways to play around with this, but you need to make sure that you have it written in a contract first, how long you're going to, how, how much content is expected to be produced. And then also how long the ownership rights are, are retained and who retains those ownership rights. That's also a big deal among different content marketers out there is that if I'm going to create this content, are you going to use it for a year or are you going to use it for uh, for years to come? Because that affects my pricing. If you're only using it for you know six months, then that's one price. But if you're going to use this for six years, then that's a whole that's providing a totally different you know sort of shelf life for that content. So that's different pricing as well. I think there was a movie star um, recently that he did some stock photo images and took, you know, he was a struggling actor at the time. I think it was the, um, I can't, I'm blanking on his name, but years later, now that he's famous, his face is showing up on the side of, of buses as a stock photo because he didn't properly negotiate that that different uh, contract and the the perpetuity of the, the content with that contract. So it's a lot of different sort of nuances to it, but it's really about determining that end goal first, who you want to work with, and what does that content look like hammering it out into a contract. And then that way, both of you, the, both the, the, the freight fluencer and the brand that doesn't want to be on camera can have a really happy relationship. And hopefully it can be the first of many relationships that you develop down the line and working with different influencers because it is growing. I mean, I think I saw a list about two years ago of the top 60 supply chain and logistics podcasts. And I think that we've already, since then, we've eclipsed 100. I, I would be willing to bet that we are over 100 now as far as folks who are creating content online specifically for the freight industry. So it is booming. Just be careful whenever you're out there making those decisions on what kind of content you really want to promote and what kind of content you would like to see if you don't want to create it yourself. If you're going to be extra picky, you might as well just go ahead and bite the bullet and create it yourself. But if you don't want to, there's plenty of opportunities to work with folks that are already creating this content and they're already online and they're already comfortable with being on camera. So you can utilize them to the best of your advantage. And then also the creator gets uh, a little bit of bump and pay and a little bit more incentive to keep doing you know, what they love to do. So I think it's a, it's a great sort of program that a lot of companies can take advantage of. Um, so that kind of rounds out working with freight fluencers and that part of the discussion, but we'll do more in the future. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. The website also includes some links to our social media accounts, along with my products and services, in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bremley, and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.